You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? All right, all right, all right, guys. Today is Sunday, January 12th, when I am recording this episode, meaning it is day 12 of Vegan January, and every Monday this month, we're releasing an episode all about the vegan diet. Today, we're going to discuss which foods are included in a vegan diet and which ones are not, because I understand there's a lot of confusion about what you can and can't eat. And throughout this 12 days, it's been a real learning curve for me, even as a registered dietitian, because animal product is in a lot of things, a lot of things you wouldn't even think about. You have to be really diligent about reading the ingredients and paying attention to what you're eating if you are committed to a vegan diet. But before I get into all of that information, I wanted to address a question we commonly hear and we commonly see on weight loss forums, social media, YouTube videos, and that is whether or not a vegan diet is the ticket to weight loss. The truth is, any diet, which we will define as a pattern of eating that you routinely follow, can work for weight loss. It can be conducive for weight loss. And it really just depends on your individual lifestyle, okay? There are lots of different factors that can contribute to the ability for you to gain fat or burn fat. I mean, we've heard all those things where, you know, oh, ectomorphs, they burn fat faster than the endomorphs and the mesomorphs are in the middle and I store fat easier, I have a slow metabolism. Yeah, all that stuff matters. That definitely plays a role. But to be honest, as a registered dietitian that helps people lose weight, the most important thing is how a pattern of diet fits your lifestyle and then the quality of that diet. For instance, if you're a very social person and you have a large family and maybe you're the primary cook and you like to go out with your friends and part of living your best life is dining out with your spouse or going to fun happy hours and trying new restaurants and you want to follow a really extreme diet like a vegan diet or a ketogenic diet, you can imagine how much pressure that would put on your lifestyle. If you're following a ketogenic diet, which is 70% dietary fat, and less than 5 to 10% carbohydrate, and you want to go out and have a social life, and then you want to cook for your family who most likely is also not on the ketogenic diet. I hope you're not putting your kids on a ketogenic diet. That means you'd have to give up a big chunk of your social life or eat different food before or during your social activities. You'd have to cook separate meals for yourself and for your family. I mean, you can see that would be quite a drastic change, and Would that add to your life? Would that enhance your overall quality of life? Maybe, I'm not gonna say it isn't, I'm just saying that's something to think about. And the same goes with a vegan diet. 
So I've been on this diet for 12 days now. It's January 12th when I'm recording this. And luckily this diet's a little less extreme and I'm already used to planning my meals and being conscious about what I order. It's just my nature as a dietitian. But it is extra added work. I can't just come home and eat whatever I want. I have to thoroughly think about, okay, do I have all these things prepped? Are they made? Is this vegan? Does it have the right ingredients? I went out to a dinner party the other night and there was shredded Parmesan on the pasta dish. And while everything else in the dish was vegan, I had to scrape the Parmesan off or I wasn't going to eat or send it back. And it's just a lot of extra work. And if that's not going to fit in your lifestyle, then the vegan or keto or any kind of extreme diet is not going to be conducive to weight loss because you cannot stick with it. And that is one of the most important things you need to consider whenever you want to change how you're eating. If you want to change the way you're eating to reach a certain health or weight loss goal, is this something that you're going to be able to do six months down the road? If the answer is yes, then awesome. You have found a great sustainable eating pattern for you that will work amazing. And if the answer is no, or if your visceral response is one of like, eh, I don't know, probably not, then sister girlfriend, that's probably not the right diet for you. And that's okay. Just because your cousin Betsy thrives on a vegan diet and guilts you into eating more plants when all you really want is a cheese quesadilla, doesn't mean that you have to follow the same eating plan that she follows, okay? It's very individualistic and that's very scary and confusing for some people, but it also should be celebrated. And it's exciting to really crack your own genetic code and figure out a fun eating pattern that works for you. I mean, maybe that's dorky for me to say, but as a dietitian, that's like what gets me off. (laughs) Is that DMI? Is helping people figure out, okay, here's your lifestyle. Here's the food you like. Here's the food you don't like. Here's the things that you've tried before. What can we do to, what can we change that isn't going to completely ruin your life, make you miserable, make you feel hungry all the time, keep you mentally sane, but also get you closer to your goals? And I believe no matter what kind of diet pattern you're following, whether that's omnivorous, carnivorous, well, maybe not carnivorous, or plant-based, vegan, vegetarian, whatever it is, we can get you there. And there's just some certain strategies that have to be implemented if your goal is weight loss, which ties back to that original question, can the vegan diet help you lose weight? Yeah, if you do it right. It sure can. If it already meets that criteria of fitting into your lifestyle, if it's something that you can integrate with no problem, and then you choose to eat a quality vegan diet in the right portion for you, then yeah. You can lose weight, but you can do the same thing on an omnivorous diet, you guys. You can eat animal product, and you can still lose weight if you're eating a quality diet in the right portion for you. I don't want you to hear that and think you automatically have to start counting calories. There is no reason that you have to track every single morsel of food that goes into your body for the rest of your life. Please don't think that if you're confused and you're overwhelmed or if you're excited and you're motivated but don't know where to start, I invite you to reach out to me. I'll put my email in the podcast notes below along with our website and you can work with me or you can work with Megan and we'll really, really help you figure out the right diet for you 
to reach your goals, whether that's weight loss, fat loss, performance, energy, maybe you want to gain weight, whatever it is, and however you want to eat, we will help you niche down exactly what you need to be doing to feel your best and fuel your life. We're here for you guys and we understand that a lot of this nutrition information can seem overwhelming or make you second guess how you're eating. So we just want to help you set you on the right track without making you feel stressed out or make you feel like you can't do it because we've both been there ourselves. We've both tried multiple different diets and we've been through restrictive eating patterns and we came out on top if I do say so myself and we'd like to do the same for you. So you can just email me at kate, K-A-I-T, at orlandodietitian.com and again I will link that in the notes below. But all right, since it is vegan January, we are going to go into today's topic which is the vegan diet do's and don'ts, meaning the things that you can eat and the things you cannot eat if you are following the vegan diet to a T. You're very, very strict about it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. During these 12 days, I knew that I would have to be checking the ingredients list on every single food that I purchased and asking my waiters and friends who are serving me meals really specific questions, but I had no idea how diligent I had to be with what I was eating to make sure I was complying to a vegan diet. You have to look at every single ingredient listed on a food label. You have to ask people how foods are cooked, what's in the batter, what's in the sauce, is there any honey, is there any butter, to make sure that you are complying with the vegan diet. And while I realized that animal products are in a lot of foods, I personally didn't recognize how much I was consuming until I actively started looking at it. Like the other night, we went out for a drink, and of course, I couldn't try this seasonal chocolate stout beer that I really wanted, so I stampled their standard stouts. And then I was drinking it, and I was like, I wonder if, like, this is okay. So I googled, do stout beers have animal products? And you guys, stout beers like Guinness often use something called isinglass, which is a clarification agent derived from, wait for it, fish bladders. Fish bladders. Yeah, uh, it's often used when making wine and brewing beer. You can't taste it. You can't taste the difference between whether a beer uses this, isis, it's spelled I-S-I-N-G-L-A-S-S, so I'm saying isinglass. You have to look up each individual alcoholic drink that you're drinking to see if it has been clarified with fish bladder. All right, so if you're a really strict vegan, you have to check that out. So I was at a brewery and I had to ask the guy at the counter, the bartender, I said, is this um, vegan? And he had no idea. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt and just looked up a few other stouts that were 
fish bladder free and crossed my fingers that <laughs> that one happened to be fish bladder free as well. But then you guys, it got even more hard because we ordered a pretzel at the bar. And of course, there was nothing at this brewery's food menu that was vegan. So we're like, okay, pretzel, like maybe. So I had to ask her if there was if it was cooked in butter, which it was. So she's like, no problem. We just won't cook it in butter. And she was really, really nice about it. So she brings out this pretzel. And since there's no butter, she brought the butter on the side for my dining partner. And then she brought out the little cup of salt because salt's not going to stick to a dry pretzel. And then she brought out the beer cheese in a cup, which of course I couldn't have because it's cheese. So I ate a piece of this dry pretzel and then I was like wait a minute pretzels are probably cooked with butter so then I looked up the pretzel recipe and every pretzel recipe I could find had butter in it and I was like god dang it (laughs) so I made this poor waitress go through all this trouble and the poor guy I was with was like dipping his pretzel in butter then salt then beer cheese and I didn't even get to eat it So that kind of sucked. Luckily, the guy was cool and we just laughed it off and it it was what it was. But that's the kind of situation where following a vegan diet can be hard because there was nothing I could have. (laughs) There was nothing I could have. So just for clarification, following a vegan diet means you cannot consume any animal or animal product or food product derived from an animal. Okay, enough about my own vegan mishaps. Let's discuss foods that are not included on a strict vegan diet. The vegan diet means no consumption of animal or animal product. More obvious examples are going to include meat, poultry, fish, all seafood, including oysters, which I bring up because a lot of people make exceptions for oysters on the vegan diet. The reason being, oysters do not have a central nervous system, so the theory is that they do not feel pain like we or other animals do. They are a rich source of vitamin B12, which is very, very potent in animal products, but quite scarce in non-animal products unless they're fortified, meaning they could provide a rich source of B12 that with supplementation could help vegans maintain normal levels. So whether you agree with that or not is up to you. For the sake of this experiment and the fact that I don't really like oysters that much, I am abstaining from oysters. And then of course no animal product including eggs and dairy or milk byproducts which we'll get into. So no milk, no cheese, no ice cream, nothing. I wanted to share some of the more uncommon foods that are not allowed on a vegan diet. The first one being honey. Now, some people on a vegan diet will eat honey because they're not directly coming from the animal, but the honey is being made by bees. So it's up to you to decide whether that fits with your own ethical values for the sake of the experiment. Again, I am abstaining from anything with honey, and honey isn't a lot of things. Honey isn't found in cereals, graham crackers, sweeteners, cocktail mixers, you name it. There's a lot of honey in there. The good news is if you are used to adding honey to foods you regularly eat, you can just make a swap for agave or pure maple syrup. Those are okay on a vegan diet and they're quite similar. Another thing you have to be really, really cautious of on a vegan diet is eating milk byproducts because there are so many. 
So surprisingly, there currently is no regulatory definition for dairy-free that is recognized by the Federal Food and Drug Administration. So you physically have to read the ingredients if your product says dairy-free. You have to look for the words whey or casein on the back of the food label because then they contain trace amounts of milk byproducts. However, the term non-dairy is regulated. But, <laughs> ironically, the definition allows for the presence of milk protein, such as that casein and whey, in products. And there are so many foods that say non-dairy that still are made from caseinate, which is that milk protein. It's always found in coffee creamers. So if you're ever at a hotel and you see those little coffee packets, those coffee mate packets that are powders at the free continental breakfast and you're following a vegan diet, make sure you check that even if it says non-dairy because it still might have that caseinate in it. And the term non-dairy is a long-standing byproduct of the strong dairy lobby. They wanted to assure that the substitute milk and cream products could not bear the dairy name. So that's where that comes from. Make sure you are scanning all of the labels of foods that you're buying for dairy byproducts or milk byproducts such as butter, again that caseinate, milk powder, dry milk solids, lactose, and again, whey. And whey can actually be found in some bread products, so be really careful with those and extra careful with protein bars, nutrition energy bars, and shakes. I'll tell you, I was at Trader Joe's and I bought these lactose-free almond mozzarella shreds, ate them on the first day, and then checked the ingredients the next day because I was like, these taste so good. <laughs> There's no way they can't be vegan. And sure enough, they contained milk byproduct and they were 99% lactose free. Ugh, I had to put those away, but luckily I can have them again in February because they were delicious and I don't think I'm going back to regular cheese. So there you go, Trader Joe's free plug. Another food that is not allowed on a vegan diet is gelatin. So derived from animal collagen, gelatin is a colorless, odorless gelling agent often found in candies or other processed foods, particularly marshmallows, fruit snacks, gummy vitamins, and jelly candies. There are a couple of dairy-free alternatives, which include carrageenan and agar-agar, which both come from algae, and they are similar gelling agents that are permitted on a vegan diet. So you'll often see those in almond milk bases or those alternative candies. You also can't have any confectioner's glaze that's found on candy because this glaze comes from the hardened resinous material secreted by the lac insect. Ew, right? Ugh. You can most likely find this ingredient on candies that have a really glossy sheen like rock candy and that's because of that confectioner's glaze. So if you are a strict vegan, avoid that. Also, you can't have omega-3 fatty acids. A lot of products that are enriched with omega-3s are not vegan because most omega-3s come from fatty fish. However, the omega-3s derived from algae are good vegan alternatives. So you might have heard of something called spirulina, which is what makes those beautiful smoothie bowls and shakes we see on Instagram have that deep green mermaid-like color. 
That is an algae that is naturally high in omega-3s. Walnuts and ground flaxseed are also really great plant-based sources of omega-3s if you are concerned about that. This is a hard part for me. When you're eating out, you have to get comfortable asking your waiter or waitress if a food is vegan, especially if it's not already labeled as so on the menu. You have to ask if the food's been cooked in butter or animal fat, whether something contains egg or milk or cream. It can be kind of uncomfortable at first, but my experience so far is that all of the waiters and waitresses I've come in contact with have been really nice and understanding. I think the service industry has really caught on to people having special dietary needs and they are more than happy to cater to whatever you need. I had a friend who went out of her way to actually make me a special eggplant parmesan for vegan January, but sadly she cooked it in egg wash and didn't even think about how that was non-vegan and I couldn't have any. I felt so bad, but if you're going to stick to a vegan diet diligently, you still can't eat it. So I ate plain noodles with marinara sauce (laughs) and watched everyone else enjoy the eggplant parmesan. Even things that you would not expect to have animal product in them have animal product in them. Like McDonald's french fries, they're made with beef powder. French fries are usually a safe option for vegans when they're dining out, but not if you are at a fast food joint. So if you are at a chain, be sure to check the ingredients online before you order something. Here are some other foods you have to look out for. Caesar dressing. Certain varieties of Caesar dressing use anchovy paste as one of their ingredients. Double check for that. Same with pesto. Lots of store-bought pesto contain Parmesan cheese. Look for pestos that are specifically labeled as vegan or make your own. If you have a blender or a food processor, it's pretty simple and you can substitute the Parmesan with nutritional yeast. Some bean products coming in a can also contain lard or ham, especially those baked beans, so don't assume that those are in the clear as well. Many potato chips are flavored with powdered cheese or contain other dairy ingredients such as casein, whey, or animal-derived enzymes. This actually happened to me the very first day of Vegan January after the clock struck midnight About 30 minutes later, somebody opened a bag of Ruffles, Cheddar, and Sour Cream Chips. I checked the back, and sure enough, there's actually milk product in there. It's not all fake, so you can't have those either. A lot of pastas actually contain eggs. So if if it's a pasta that someone's making fresh or homemade, there's a good chance there's egg in it. And of course, you can't have egg noodles. That seems obvious, but... If we're so used to calling them egg noodles, we might not actually register that, hey, these are not vegan, (laughs) hence the egg. And then the final one that I want to point out is the hardest word to pronounce, Worcestershire, 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 (laughs) whatever, you know what I'm saying. It's that stuff that is found in a homemade Czechs mix. Many varieties of the Worcestershire sauce contain anchovies, so those are a hard no if you are following a strict vegan diet. All right, party people, that's it. That's all I got. Those are the foods that are not compliant with a strict vegan diet. If there are any surprising food products that you've encountered, please let us know. Post it on your Instagram stories and tag us at at nutritionawareness so we can let other people know which foods to look out for 
if they're following a vegan diet. I would love to hear some of the crazy mishaps or the surprising things that you've discovered on your plant-based eating journey. Again, if you are wanting to utilize a vegan diet or if you're confused on how to get started, or maybe if you're just wondering if this diet is something that you should try and you don't know where to go from here, please reach out to us. Again, my email is kate at orlandodietitian.com. It's in the show notes below, and I'd be happy to chat with you and get you started. And if you're really serious about weight loss and you're motivated and you're finally ready to see a change and do it right and skip all the fad diets and all the weird products and gimmicks out there, we are ready to help you out at Nutrition Awareness. So please reach out. Even if you just want more information, we are happy to answer all of the questions you have. All right, I am going to sign off now. It's time for me to make some falafel. I'm having falafel with tahini and pita. So sounds like a delicious vegan meal. Gonna load it up with veggies. I cannot wait to talk to you guys on the next episode, and I will hear from you then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real and keep it healthy.